Welcome to the Human and Technology Podcast. This podcast is for anyone who develops, distributes or uses technology. For all those who always have the feeling that technology overwhelms or dominates them. For everyone who wants to know how to deal with technology in everyday life. For anyone who wants to understand what technology does to us and how we can get our lives back. This podcast is for those who want to make technology sexy. All the product developers, designers, UX, UI professionals, product managers, CTOs and CEOs. And it is for you. My name is Dr. Peter Reska. My friends call me Dr. Peter. I am your host and I am happy that you are here. This is the first episode of the Humans and Technology Podcast. Well, actually, episode number zero, the intro, the opening episode, however you want to call it. The episode in which I want to do two things. It's about the podcast, what it is, why I record it, and it's about me. A few words about my background, my skills, and why I am doing this podcast. In the end, it's about you, changing your view on technology, rethinking the way you use it so that you can get your life back. I want to give you the knowledge and the competence to develop a sharpened, critical, creative view on technology. Therefore, it is only here at the very beginning as an introduction a bit about me. Technology has two fat problems. It is often difficult to understand and it is hard to use. And there we already identify the first problem of what technology, technical devices, systems and services are causing us. They are designed in a way that they are not really accessible. That we have to make an effort to get benefits. How often have you sat in front of a remote control, a kitchen machine, the navigation system of your car or a smartphone app and ask yourself how the hell this should work. And you've wasted your time learning complicated processes and repeating them over and over again, even though it could be really easy. How often have you sat in training courses for new software and ask yourself who came up with this and why? How often have you looked helplessly into help files, port-through manuals, or had to ask someone who maybe knows a bit more than you? Which takes us to the second big problem of technology. It is ubiquitous. It is everywhere. We cannot expect escape. We live better, longer and healthier today than ever before in human history. And technology is a big part of that. In the Stone Age, you were old at 23. In the 11th, 12th century, at 35. Today, we are still young at 65. Medical devices help us save lives. Despite all the speed we travel, we travel very safely, thanks to technology. Physical work is extremely reduced by technology. Robots help us in emergency situations. Technology is democratized. 
It does not belong to a small elite, as it was in the 70s or 80s. Each and every one of us today has more computing power in his or her pockets than the Americans had to shoot a man to the moon. And a lot of this computing power goes into the interface, the design, the animations, customizable menus, detailed graphics. It made a lot of things better. But too often we despair of technology, devices, systems and processes. The problem, we use the time gained by technology less and less. Exactly the technology that gives us time will eat it up again. We hang on our smartphones like junkies, check through the first app if there is something new, then the second, the third. When all the news channels have been browsed, then we come to social media, then the messengers, the emails, and when we are done, we start over again. Internet never runs out. And it keeps telling us that. The phone flashes and beeps when it thinks it has found something we should know. And it is so often completely wrong. The Human and Technology Podcast will analyze and discuss these two areas over and over again and find solutions for them. How can I design technology so that it is easy to use? And how can I, as a user, determine whether the devices, systems and services are well made? How can I control my behavior so that I get the best out of the technologies and use them optimally? I can change my behavior, my attitude. And the fascinating thing is, everyone can change his or her behavior. The only person you can change in a sustainable and permanent manner is yourself. In addition to the two topics mentioned, I'm planning a series of interviews. I have put together a list of almost a dozen people from HMI, Human Machine Interfaces, Usability, User Experience, Automotive Product Design and Related Areas. They're all exciting personalities that have a lot to say. Okay, a few facts about me. I carried out my first project in the area of humans and technology in 1987 as a student. And since then, the subject fully caught me. My first study was the analysis of the eye movements of learner drivers. I installed all the equipment for recording, what were heavy and huge boxes back then, on the rear seat of the driving school car, a Volkswagen Polo, and then squeezed myself next to it. In the front seats sat the learner driver and the driving instructor. And so we drove on the streets of Berlin, me collecting the data, them driving. I studied mechanical engineering and psychology. I wanted to understand both sides of the interaction between humans and technology. I have always understood psychology to be the science of healthy people. How is information processed? How do reactions take place? 
What can support look like? Act before the therapy case occurs. Engineering for me has always been the science of the useful, not the science of the possible. Technology, for its own sake, is useless and wasted. Technology is only worthwhile when real use cases exist. Real benefits are created. Then it's worth all of the effort, the use of money, time, thoughts and resources. At the Technical University of Berlin, I did my PhD in human-machine interfaces. Focus was the mental stress and the strain of drivers. So, again, installing large amounts of equipment in a car and watch people driving. Back then, I was supported by the big car manufacturer with a star on the hood. A connection into the industry that I owed my doctoral supervisor to. After finishing my time at university, I worked at Daimler for a few years. As far as the focus of work was concerned, it was the most exciting time of my professional life. We glued electrodes onto test drivers from top to bottom and let them drive in an oval all night. We wanted to find out what happens when people get tired behind the wheel. That was the basic research for the fatigue detectors. For those little yellow coffee cups that light up on the dashboard when you get too tired to drive. In 1999, I moved from Berlin to Swabia. I joined a software startup that developed the HMI, Human Machine Interface, software for the first big embedded navigation and infotainment systems of two vehicle manufacturers. The company was acquired by Harman Automotive after a short time. At Harman, I made up the career ladder step by step. From engineer to team leader to manager to senior manager to director. I built a team of 20 developers on three continents. Designers, psychologists, engineers, linguists, sociologists, technical writers. With this team, we developed human-machine interfaces for almost all vehicle manufacturers including companies like Porsche, Ferrari, Hyundai and Harley-Davidson. The screen content was designed, the internal structures, functions and features of devices, menu trees and interactions. I left after 12 years. For a while, I could have envisioned retiring from Harman, but in the end, too far, too much went too wrong. It's always love it, change it or leave it. I had stopped loving it a long time ago. Changes, my sense, were not possible. The only option left was to leave. I booked the following four years with a service provider here in Stuttgart under personality development. If you drive to the office every morning with a bad feeling, dream of the weekend from Tuesday lunchtime on and get nothing but nothing moved then you have a problem. Since I don't run away from problems, but try to solve them, I stayed for four years. In the end, I agreed with my boss that we will not agree on anything. Time to go. I started my own business called Beyond HMI. 
advising high-tech and automotive companies in the areas I had always worked on, usability, user experience, human machine interfaces. The portfolio is growing, both in terms of customers and topics. It's about cars, machines, consumer devices, about the design of human-machine interaction, about autonomous driving, about the mobility of the future. In everything I do, I put humans first. To reflect human needs, abilities, desires and dreams in technology, that's what's driving me. Better products, better services, better systems to make a better world. As a keynote speaker, I talk about my view on technology, my experiences, my life, my mission to open the eyes of my listeners, to change their perspective and to give them back time, quality time and thus a piece of their life. This is what this podcast is about. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for being on the journey with me. That's it for today. Thank you for spending time with me. I hope you were able to take something with you and do something for yourself that will be forever. For an ongoing exchange, you will find me on LinkedIn and on my websites, peter-rusker.com and beyond-hmi.de. Write me an email on the podcast at beyond-hmi.de. Tune in next time, take care and stay healthy.